0: Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. It's all connected. Everything. This is episode 91 of It's All Connected. I am Russ, and with me is Matthew. Hey. Uh, We're going to start off with some news. Not a whole lot of news going on. We are, I guess at this point, 12 days away from Captain America Civil War.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think, you know, we'll mostly just be getting little bits of Civil War stuff. They probably don't want to drop anything too big to distract from the movie.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I posted... That that clip they showed of like the team in action, I'll call it clip. Mm-hmm. And
1: I, after that, I was like, okay, that's it, <laughs> no more. <laughs> I know I've been, I've seen a bunch pop up, and I've been, I, you know, I've seen like one or two short things here and there. But I I usually try to avoid clips of stuff, um, just because you know we've seen a lot in the trailer, and yeah, I just I don't want to see like too much of the movie. Yeah. So especially because the clips tend to be some sort of exciting action moment. So then it's like, well, if I watch all those, there's not a lot of like scenes I haven't already seen, but
0: yeah, know. sometimes I, I like it because then when I see it on the screen, I could like focus on it. I'm not like just sure. taking it in for the first time and going, Yeah, I, you that's know, what,
1: there's so much to, to absorb, but right, right. That's just, that's just my excuse to see the movie multiple times. So. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> it's right. like, well, I was so overwhelmed the first time, nah, I guess I'll have to go back and watch it more closely so yeah yeah uh
0: so a few little news bits uh, we'll start out with probably the biggest piece of news and i don't think this is fully confirmed but i would say this is probably like a 90 percent thing uh, but it yeah. looks like robert downey jr is going to appear in spider-man homecoming which that was like one of the earliest rumors when spider-man was going to get his own movie yeah. is that is that iron man or at least tony stark would make an appearance
1: yeah i, I mean it makes sense um Again, you know, I haven't seen Civil War, even though some people have, but um, he obviously sort of plays a role in the development of of Peter Parker into Spider-Man in Civil War, it seems like. So it kind of makes sense that he would come back in some fashion. So one of the people that announced it was the Spider-Man, at Spider-Man movie on Twitter, and they are verified as a Spider-Man account. Huh. So, and they were the ones, they tweeted it out as official. So I don't know what that means, because Marvel and Sony haven't said it. Um, But again, I think that just lends credence to, you know, it sounds like a pretty official thing.
0: Yeah, I'd be surprised if it doesn't. I mean, that that would
1: be... If Sony really
0: wants to push it into making like a billion-dollar Spider-Man movie, that's
1: the surest way to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, because, you know, even though he he's going to be in civil war and that's going to help get his notoriety up. And then he's Spider-Man. So that's going to help. But you know, there is that problem of there's been so many Spider-Man movies and people haven't always been crazy about them. So I think, you know, Hey, Iron Man's also going to be in this movie. Everyone's going to go see that. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter what it is. They, they may be confused by the reboot thing, whatever. All they know is like, Hey, there's a movie with Iron Man and Spider-Man in it. We're going to go see that. And if the if the buzz
0: holds out of his performance in Civil War, I think that's going to be a huge Definitely. push
1: into especially because it's own just movie. next year, yeah, so it's like yeah. it'll still be fresh in everyone's mind. Yeah, and I think I think it sort of further confirms that Marvel is pretty much in control of this film. Uh, yeah, the, I from, I pretty much from everything I've heard and read, and from everything that's going on, and the fact that they're introducing him in Civil War and basically laying like the groundwork for his character um and now that iron man's going to be in the movie it's it's no longer just like a loosely connected deal it's it seems like sony is basically just like glorified distributors and like executive right. producers and and other than that this is an mcu movie it's yeah. just like when you know the first iron man or whatever was distributed by paramount you know
0: right although i guess, i guess sony takes on a lot more of the risk side of it because you know if the movie F- flops, which I don't anticipate it right. flop, then it doesn't hurt like Disney's bottom line isn't affected sure, sure. by the they're flop. They're
1: probably putting in more money than the average producer, and you know, I'm not sure. saying they're not going to have say in it, but I think oh, there yeah. was a worry when the deal was first announced that it would just like, it, you know, Feige would basically be like consulting on the film or something, and it would still be like a Sony, you know, Spider-Man film with all the Sony people in charge. But it seems like, if nothing else, it's going to be very evenly split between between them, you know, and and if nothing else, Marvel clearly has like a lot of behind the scenes like influence on this because they seem to be the ones like making all these different little things happen. So Yeah, I'm I remember it's a, good, it's a good sign.
0: I remember at the time when this news first was official and it broke, I was very much in the in the camp of Feige having a very heavy hand in this because if if you're Sony and you're seeing billion dollar, billion dollar, billion dollar <laughs> um why wouldn't you put your faith in exactly. that person to to do it for them? So Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And,
1: I, I mean, yeah, I think that was definitely a hope, and I, I think just everything we hear just confirms it more and more.
0: Yeah, and I'd be surprised at this point. So, Avengers over a billion, Ultron over a billion, Iron Man mm-hmm. 3 over a billion. I This one easily will top a billion.
1: Civil War? Civil War, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think it's already tracking to to break most of the, like, opening weekend records of other Marvel movies. so Yeah, so,
0: you know, again, four out of, you know, at that point, I guess it'll be 13, uh,
1: yeah, 13
0: movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not a a bad track record.
1: No, no, and, you know, obviously there's been ups and downs with the Spider-Man franchise, but he's still arguably one of the most popular superheroes in the world, you know. Oh, yeah. Probably second to just Batman and Superman and even the negative criticism of that movie couldn't stop it from making a ton of money at the box office. So Yeah. I think anything with Spider Man, especially if it's got the Marvel weight behind it, he's already been in civil war and it's got Iron Man who's kind of catapulted to like almost the number four spot just because of Robert Downey Jr. in terms of like popular superheroes. Sure. So yeah, that to me it it might end up, you know, being a way better financial success than any of us had realized. So Who would have thought like
0: 10 years ago that the way you'd make your movie make a billion dollars is to put Iron Man in it?
1: (laughs) I mean, it's so crazy. (laughs) It really is weird. It's like, hey, you want a movie to make a ton of money? Have Iron Man in it played by Robert Downey Jr. You'd be like, wait, Robert Downey Jr. can make a movie a billion dollars? No way. (laughs) (laughs) That guy? No way. He's washed out. Yeah, it's... It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. This The the whole Marvel thing has really like turned uh, Hollywood on its head, which is definitely part of the fun of following all this. Absolutely. Uh,
0: so with Robert Downey Jr. in, it looks like Michael Keaton is out. So I know last week we talked about Keaton possibly playing the Vulture. Yeah, it was kind of
1: a rumor that he would be in it in some capacity right. as like a villain. Yeah, and I saw something saying that it was the price tag of – robert downey jr that made it so they couldn't get michael keaton
0: that's not surprising
1: i mean yeah because he's definitely gotten a lot more popular but yeah it it does raise some interesting questions Then it's like well if they're throwing all their casting money into just having robert downey jr in the film then does that mean everyone else in the film is going to be a bunch of like unknowns and like i don't know you know he might be the one big you know michael keaton arguably would have been like the big name for that film. And now it's like, well, they've got Robert Downey Jr. So, you know, are they going to have any other big names? I guess, you know, Marissa Tomei could maybe be considered that, but yeah. So it'd be interesting to see who they, who they decide to go with now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We, we talked about this a little bit with the shuffles with phase three, but it looks like the Inhumans is kind of officially off the schedule. Uh, So not only, just to an unknown release date, but they've just taken mm-hmm. it off the slate.
1: Yeah. I mean, last week we had heard, you know, Feig said that, that it wasn't in that original spot. I think it was the 2019. It, yeah. it was like their last film, you know, so it yeah, wasn't July, where it was it.
0: July, 2019, I think, or
1: yeah. So he said it wasn't going to be there, but that it was still happening. I mean, it seemed very positive. And then this week they officially like, removed it from their upcoming slate which you know it it could mean nothing it could just basically just be the follow-up to what he just said yeah but um i i you know there was talk i think a year ago or something there's all these rumors that marvel had given up on the inhumans or something but i i just don't see that happening it's too big of a property and even though they're doing it on the show on shield and that raises complications I. I still think especially, you know, the royal family is like it's it's too big of a thing, especially with them not having, you know, the X-Men. Um, yeah. I just feel like they're not going to not do it. It's probably just a matter of it's, it's just not like a priority considering everything else they have and the new properties and the sequels to those and Spider-Man's involved now. And
0: We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's far enough away even – when it was on the schedule that
1: right. I mean, it's still three It so would have been three years away if we even got it in time. Right. Right. And with Spider-Man, they, I mean, they've pushed back Captain Marvel and black Panther and everything else. So it's like, you know, it would have been 2020 probably anyway. So, which it still could, I mean, they haven't announced any of those films yet. So I think it's just that we won't see it in phase three.
0: Yeah, I think at this point that's a given, and yeah, you, you know, it just it makes sense. Focus on the properties that are you know are sure things and people right. seem excited about and can make you money. I mean, yeah, I, I think some of this it depends on Doctor Strange too. If Doctor Strange turns out to be a huge hit and make a ton of money, more so, kind of like a Guardian situation where mm-hmm. it makes more than they they thought it would, then you know, boom, I could easily see that going on that you know that 2019 <sighs> slot. So right,
1: exactly. And you've got a, you know, a Black Panther sequel, a Captain Marvel sequel, uh, a third Ant-Man movie, if those are, do well, you know, I mean, the two more Spider-Man films, I mean, they've got a lot of of stuff. And that's not even saying potential other Thor, Iron Man, Cap yeah, movies, maybe a Black Widow movie keeps getting, you know, talked about. I'm sure they'd rather get a Black Widow movie in, you know, the next five or so years with Skylar Johansson than Inhumans, which they can, they've yet to cast or do anything about like, so yeah, they don't have to worry about contracts or people getting too old or anything. So yeah, I think they want to focus on the Avengers. They have the new people coming in those sequels. Plus they've got, they've got the Avengers and they've got the guardians. That's sort of like a whole nother team franchise. So it, so they're probably just waiting to introduce like a third, you know, group that's, that's completely separate from the Avengers and the guardians. So yeah, yeah.
0: So we'll see how that goes. Uh on the TV side, the only bit of news we have and I guess this is a big deal because I didn't again, it was kind of like the Daredevil season 2, it's like Iron Fist is filming and it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't yeah. didn't didn't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's no announcement. It's just, oh, there's photos of them in New York in weird costumes. So <laughs> guess they're filming.
0: Yeah, and so the first shots we've seen are Finn Jones in a very uh, scruffy looking uh, Danny Rand where he's got, you know, scruffy hair, hair, scruffy beard. He's kind of wearing, looks like a hippie. I mean, it's like a,
1: it's, I think they call them drug rugs. It's basically those sort of like poncho. I mean, just imagine a guy playing hacky sack on a college campus. Yeah. That's exactly what he looks like. (laughs) So that's, yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be him coming back from Kuhn Loon and that's what he looks like.
0: I'm guessing because there's been or talks something like something else happened. But... He's got an iPod that looks like a very old school iPod, right? Gen right. one kind of so iPod. Like kind of a
1: yeah, it's like a little bit of a flashback or something. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that you know, maybe kind of like a guardian situation, right? He he was taken in the 80s, so he had a cassette player. So Finn Jones is like right. He's okay, he was the taken in, the, you know, in the, whatever, yeah. the late 90s, and so he's got a uh, an iPod.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it'll it'll be interesting to to see what they're doing but yeah i mean that was what maybe a a, it's been a week or so since that or something like that so yeah i mean it's it's going it's they're definitely um in the middle of like all the new york stuff so i'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of that and we've been getting a little bit of casting bits here and there they cast a joy meacham and her brother
0: yeah jessica stroop is joy meacham
1: and i don't i don't know if you ever watched that show the following on fox I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't recognize either of the names yeah, her, so or her brother.
0: Jessica Stroop played uh, the niece to Kevin Bacon on The Following. And uh, she was really good. I like, I like her. So okay. it, I'm glad that she's found something else. So uh, at first I didn't recognize the name. And then I was looking at the photos. I was like, she looks familiar. And then I started looking it up and I was like, oh, yeah, she was in The Following. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I think obviously there's a few roles we haven't heard about yet, but with filming going, I think within a few few weeks, they've got to drop those, you know, because we're going to start seeing pictures of them, you know, in these set photos. So I'm sure Marvel's going to want to announce it, you know, who plays the rest of like the family and stuff around him and things like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where exactly they film the K'un Loon stuff, whether that's going to be on a sort of like closed set you know, in a warehouse somewhere or if they're going to, I don't know if they do some sort of location stuff. It's sort of a new territory for the Netflix shows. They've never had to leave New York for filming. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I would almost expect it to be like a soundstage shooting.
1: Yeah, I do too. Cause again, we've talked about the whole deal they made with New York. So I, you know, I don't know if that requires them to shoot a certain amount of it in New York and, I don't know. Yeah, the, the budget only, for doing it on location, a bunch of episodes would be a lot.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird because right now with Daredevil season two, they've pushed past the initial commitment. So I know the commitment for right, New York and was, We with, talked about that. Yeah, yeah. Was does that
1: or, fulfill that or not? Yeah, or yeah.
0: you know, do they switch things around? Yeah, uh, it's, yeah.
1: So maybe, yeah, maybe it's not a concern anymore. But yeah, I guess it could still be a budgetary concern. But so could an all CGI location too so yeah who knows how they'll it'll be interesting to see how they um how they do that or if they'll use at the afterlife set from agents of shield
0: <laughs> yeah. just
1: lying around somewhere
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i'd be curious to see how they how they handle that i'm sure as, as it goes on we'll know more yeah uh, if they're shooting outdoors somewhere for kun somebody somewhere will have a camera okay. we'll yeah photos. we'll see it so if we don't see any photos, then we're pretty – I think we can right. say I it's, guess, yeah, it's probably exactly. a stage shot. I guess
1: that solves that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Within the next few months, I would guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because it usually only takes them four months maybe to film it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the four or five, shows? yeah. Something so like that, yeah. it's it's looking more and more,
0: I guess, like uh, Darede- like this will take the Daredevil slot, like the the you know March, February
1: <sighs> yeah. slot. Yeah, which I think – I think it makes sense if we're not going to see Daredevil Season 3 until after Defenders. Yeah. Because then I guess we could assume that Defenders will maybe come around the Luke Cage, Jessica Jones slot yeah. next year.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we'll get Luke Cage in, end of September. I wouldn't be surprised if we get this maybe in February. I, I, I could see January maybe them staying away from because it's kind of like a weird, you know, with holidays and yeah. everything else, you know, TV movies and stuff don't. It's not like the greatest yeah. time for that, so I
1: could see them doing February and then even doing Defenders during the summer or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But but we'll, we'll also have uh, Spider Man in the middle of summer next summer, so it won't be a dead zone for Marvel in the summer like it is this year.
0: Right, and and Guardians, yeah, right.
1: Well, and, but that'll that's still May. You know, that's still like May first.
0: Right, right, right,
1: right. Which right, it starts out the summer, but you know, this year we've got. From June to November, nothing happening in terms of Marvel, or June to September. So next year, that'll be right in the middle in July. So I don't know if that'll change Iron Fist plans, but we'll see.
0: Cool. Uh, Well, that's all we got for news. So we'll get right into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 3, Episode 17, The Team.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. This, I don't know why they didn't just call it Secret Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been cool. Uh,
0: I think this may be, you know, it's funny you say this a, a bunch of times throughout the history of a show, but this may be one of my favorite episodes. I I agree. I rewatched it again uh, to, to, to take some better notes, and I was like, man, this thing is just really well constructed. And uh, I, I think they did a good job without being so, – sometimes – I mean, we'll get into it in a minute, but sometimes when you have somebody set up to be the traitor – it it gets like really tongue in cheek with them trying to, um, to trick you as to who the traitor is, mm-hmm. and I felt they did a really good job of making that
1: subtle in this I agree. episode, and I think that's yeah. one of the
0: biggest pluses
1: for it. Yeah, I mean it, it. I I noted this in the breakdown I did, but it's interesting how this show has gotten the more it's gotten into the superhero stuff and the Inhuman stuff the more it's actually done spy stuff, like spy yeah. stories a yeah. typical, like it didn't really, that was kind of one of the complaints, like the first season is it never was really that much of a spy show given its name. So, but this season, I mean, we've seen, you know, just even in the past, like five or six episodes, we've, we've gotten like two or three, this one included that, you know, really feel like these sort of spy, uh, you know, subterfuge backstabbing, you know, thriller sort of episodes which has been really exciting when you then sprinkle in the superpowers and stuff
0: yeah but it, it did right off answer the question so we kind of talked about it last week i for some reason thought they went back to the shield base and you were like no i'm pretty sure it's the hydra base it, it was definitely the hydra base that they went right uh, that they <laughs> yeah. went to um and then we kind of get this assembled the team moment which i thought was was cool you know we just kind of show that yo-yo and uh, joey have kind of going back to normal lives, you know. They're they're trying to mm-hmm. uh, to not be it, blend back into society and just and just go about their daily business,
1: right? And then their Apple watches go off, exactly.
0: And uh, wonder if they got go. to keep those. I wonder if the actors got to like that was the, one of <laughs> yeah. things. It's like hey, maybe we're keep these?
1: that's pretty good. Then everyone's like, hey, I want to be a secret warrior. <laughs> I'm,
0: that that'll be the next thing. There'll be an app for uh for the Apple Watch that randomly it'll flash the shield logo and make that'd a be noise. cool yeah
1: <laughs> you have to like meet up somewhere yeah with other people get the call <laughs> that would, that'd be a pretty smart marketing thing actually for the show
0: yeah so of course the, the she they assemble the team and they go on a rescue mission to go get their compatriots uh out mm-hmm. of this hydro base and again the funny thing i keep going back to this i don't know why it it gets me but Daisy has the gauntlets, and she doesn't have the gauntlets. And sometimes she does have the gauntlets. It's yeah. There seems to be... I don't know why I'm obsessing about this, but <laughs> there seems to be no rhyme or reason as to when she wears the gauntlets versus yeah, when well, she
1: doesn't. it's fair. They made such a big deal out of it when she first got her powers. Like, yeah. like she needed the gauntlets. And they never really gave us a moment where she realized she didn't need them. Yeah, And then, of course, you know, in terms of the sort of like... It, there's like two versions of them, you know, there's like the kind of sleeve looking ones that are supposed to help her. And then there's the cooler, like, I think it was just the beginning of this season that she started out with those, like, yeah, you know, the The more comic booky looking ones. Yeah. And so, yeah, again, she doesn't always need to like suit up and put those on, which, you know, it's a little disappointing because it's, you know, it's one of the few elements that makes the show look superhero-y. Yeah. You know, nobody really has like a costume. Like hers is like, the closest thing you know her and bobby sort of have like kind of superior costumes even though they kind of still look like the shield costumes but yeah they they definitely don't stick with that all the time which is you know it'd be nice if it was consistent or there was at least an explanation or something but
0: yeah because there's sometimes even when she has like i'll call it the hero costume on she doesn't have the gauntlets there's times when she's in civilian clothes that she has the gauntlets it's it's just kind of funny it's it's i'm sure people are probably like who cares but it just it it just bugs me
1: yeah no i agree (laughs) you know be be consistent that's there's people on the show hired to to pay attention yeah and stuff
0: and like you said it it they made a point of the fact that when she uses her powers, that it, it causes pain. Yeah, so it's, it's like, a story okay, element.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they just sort of abandon it. And I think that's more of the issue is like, you know, follow follow these threads through, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Plus, they look cool, so keep them on. It, yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, so, of course, the team kind of goes in. They do their thing. Uh, the, the And this is where the setup kind of starts is Joey ends up killing Lucio. What well, we think he yes. kills Lucio. And it's kind of, it, it was, it was really good to see the team working as a team. I will say that it was, it was yeah. really cool. You know, he stops the bullets and yeah, that you was know, great. yo-yo knocks
1: the guys out. And, uh, yeah, Joey's a lot more powerful than I think they've really addressed. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just like at first he could kind of just like melt metal, but now he's got straight up like magneto powers. I mean, stopping bullets, that's, that's some pretty. Those are pretty high velocity things. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's. I don't know if they'll ever address that, but and
0: just he's, getting he's more
1: control. Pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah,
0: you know where he grabs the pipe and melts the sides, but the you know the middle stage. Yeah,
1: exactly. He did that pretty quick. Yeah, he was pretty quick at turning a pipe into a, a shank.
0: Yeah. So. And then it it you know because he he was trying to to save Lincoln and so he stabs Lucio. And then he goes to Lincoln, and it wasn't until he looked down at the pipe and saw it was you know dripping blood that he realized what he'd done. So yeah, he was just kind of reacting.
1: Yeah, it's a yeah. I mean, he was in you know he's been trained. You know, he was at the he was at Shield Academy, and so he's got this training. But yeah, I think it finally hit him like. I'm uh, I'm a construction worker, you know? Like that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. He's he, it's one of the things that actually it's one of the only things that sort of bugged me this season is that they they the writer sort of made this assumption early on that when Shield gets an inhuman on their side, they're a secret warrior. And it's like, well, you know, it's one thing to be training them to use their powers and to watch over them and maybe even bring them on a team, but the the fact that you're assuming all these people want to be fighters, you know, not everyone who works for shield like Fitzsimmons and even Mac, sure. yeah. you know, needs to be a, a fighter, but they've said, well, Oh, you've got powers. You're going into the field. And I think out of everyone, Joey's the one that that makes the least sense for. And so I, I think it was a good moment to be, to show like, he realizes, Oh, I'm in over my head. Like this is, you know, all this was such a whirlwind that I never stopped to think like, I don't want to be a soldier. You know, I don't want to be a, a spy or a warrior or whatever, you know? Yeah.
0: But given what's coming, it was again, another subtle way to kind of put in your brain. Okay. Is this guy, has he been controlled because he's right? Right. Because he killed somebody.
1: Exactly. It adds to the tension and the confusion and everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So again, it kind of adds to, to the subtle, the subtlety. Uh, Mm -hmm. So of course they were able to get their team out and that was kind of a cool moment. They barricade themselves behind that that door and uh, Fitz is able to kind of concoct that gas uh, yeah. to, to knock him out which is cool like,
1: what happens if it doesn't doesn't shoot out there yeah we'll all go blind we'll all go blind <laughs> stomp I I loved the the like um the man of action fits that we've gotten yes. this season yes. you know he he's still those sort of lovable bumbling fits but he's just like he, he just goes for it you know like yeah, yeah. I, I love it like he's He's got nothing. I don't want to say he's got nothing to lose, but you know he's just got a much more cavalier attitude, which is really fun. And to I like see him.
0: I like that it was a low tech solution because one of the things I was like, "Oh right. man, if if he concocts like some crazy zapper or something like that right. with you know two toothpicks and a roll of toilet paper, I'm going to be like, this there's no way.'" So the fact that it was this extremely low tech solution of just yeah, chemicals like a and a hose, and chemicals.
1: Yeah. I was like, "That's cool." And just stepping on it and yeah, yeah, that was a that was good. So, and yeah. I, I definitely want to shout out, um, I think, and this is something that I'll probably never say again, but the best part of that whole fight scene and mission was Lincoln. Um, yeah. Using his powers. like Now, as soon as he opens his mouth, I'm not a fan of Lincoln, but <laughs> I think they haven't really done anything too spectacular with his powers. It's mostly just been like, hey, CGI. Right. But that was a really, really cool him – in between sort of combining hand to hand combat with he wasn't even like zapping people. He was like, you know, like using a lasso. Like, yeah, and it was like magnetism almost like he was kind of lifting people up and like throwing them around, almost like it was telekinesis or something. And I thought that was a really inventive way of using his powers and mixing it in with his hand to hand combat and showing that, like, he's got more control. You know, he used to just like fry everybody, you know. Yeah. And now he's he's really able to like hone his powers and. And he's also got some fight skills. So I thought that was really a good way to incorporate the CGI with actual like practical moves and stuff. And it was really fun to watch him uh, do that scene. So,
0: yeah, I, I, I agree. I thought the same thing. And I imagine from a budget perspective, it's probably a lot cheaper to have him incorporate hand to hand than to just constantly be, you know, flashing lightning across the room. Right. Right. It's just,
1: you just have to have like a little beam and, 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 Again, it's smart from the from their perspective. It's like, yeah, this is cheaper. It's more exciting to watch. Like it is, yeah. Do do more of that with these powers, you know.
0: Yes, so sometimes I, they've gotten better. I think people think, oh, there's not enough powers. It needs to be constantly flash and uh, n- not flash the TV show, but just flash right, like flashy right. and you know spectacular and and the CV CGI extravaganza. And it's like you know, sometimes you could just do the physical stuff and just add it in as a flare right and it, and it just makes it that much more intriguing like i i totally agree i mean that that fight was way more uh way more interesting
1: yeah if we want spectacle that's what the movies are for exactly you know, they, exactly they've got all that cgi but the tv shows like i think you know arrow has proved and daredevil uh, more so has proved that like just really good kinetic fight scenes yeah are are much more exciting to watch than cgi which we CGI is not exciting anymore, you know, like yeah. we get it. Anybody can do that. It's So you've got to be inventive with how you use that CGI. And so, yeah, I think that's the perfect example. Combine it with practical stuff and it just becomes more visceral, more realistic, more fun to watch. Um, yeah, so I, I'm hoping they, they do more sort of like clever ways of incorporating that, especially with Lincoln and Daisy, who could easily just be like, stick out your hand and let CGI do the, the work, you know? Right, right. So, uh, so after they
0: escape, uh, Ward comes out, Hive comes out, whatever you, whatever you want to say, and says that <laughs> they, they now, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Horde, they now have, uh, they now have one on the inside because he's talking to Gaera, and again, really cool and subtle because now your brain starts working. It's like, okay, who, mm. could it, who could it be? Is it right? You know, we saw Joey kill somebody, so is it is it Joey really? And I was at first, or is it
1: Lucio? Is he still alive? Yeah.
0: Yeah, at first it was like, okay, is somebody on the team not really on the team? Like, is it is it right. a double agent kind of thing? I didn't, right. I wasn't going with the infection stuff until, uh, you know, until later I, on when Coulson talks to Malik.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I was just thinking someone's a traitor or Lucio's still alive. Right. And then obviously there's Malik, but that seemed too obvious.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because it's like, well, that's going to be the the most obvious inside person, but like he got captured on purpose or something, but. <laughs> yeah, a traitor or Lucio being alive and them not realizing it would be much more, like, you know, exciting.
0: Yeah. And and so, again, I think what the, the episode did really well is kind of sowing the seeds of uh, – and, and this isn't new to television or even movies where there's a tra- a quote traitor and right. you yeah. figure it out. But like I said, they could be really ha- – a lot of shows and movies can be super ham-fisted about it. I mean we didn't see the scene where somebody like Yo-Yo is sneaking into the armory and – take, you know, looking around and taking a bunch of stuff and, you know, or,
1: you know, Joey doing yeah, something. It's not what it looks
0: like. Y- yeah, exactly. It was, there wasn't a lot of that. It was really subtle, which I thought was cool.
1: Yeah. there, There's, everybody's sort of got reason to believe it could be somebody. And obviously like Joey and Yo-Yo are the top candidates just because they're the least known quantities. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, Joey's absent, um, Yo-Yo got, you know, cut in some way you know did she get like zombie bitten or something right so and you know there's little things here and there that make each character believe like oh it's this person or it's this person you know max sees that one of those grenade things is is missing that he showed yo-yo and yeah you know but um yeah and then you know i think i think the show wisely put a lot of the focus on joey and yo-yo so that you weren't even thinking about lincoln and daisy but Until he, the reveal,
0: yeah. One of the things he did with Lincoln that started my, like, he goes up to May and wants to give her pain meds, and she's like, "No, I don't want them." And he's like, "Well, you know," he kind of pushes that.
1: Yeah, and, I never even thought about that one as a, as a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I get. I think that's what they were going for. I think that's what yeah. the writers were going for. But I was just like, "Well, yeah, he's a doctor."
0: And then Daisy comes in and is like, "Well, you know, you should let him. You know, let him do it. You're in pain, and you know, yeah, and all that." And then. The same thing with the artifact, right? You know, he Daisy catches him
1: with the artifact and yeah, he's like, what true. are you doing
0: with this? And he's like, oh, I'm just checking it out, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess for some reason my mind never went to link. I think it's because – here's what it is. is I wanted it to be Lincoln. Too obvious. <laughs> well – Yeah. No, I I think it was just that I wanted it to be Lincoln. And so I was like, it's not going to be Lincoln. Uh, I'm going to be disappointed. I was like, (laughs) they're going to like take away Joey or Yo-Yo and we're going to be stuck with Lincoln. But I was like, if Lincoln's the traitor, then we finally have a reason for his character to be interesting (laughs) and have some real like motivations and some real like coloring to him. Kind of like Ward season one. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I already like Joey and yo-yo. I don't need their dynamic to be complicated. But if it's Lincoln, then that gives him a reason to be a little more exciting. He's got these anger issues that could be dealt with, you know, yeah. so... But then I was like, because I want that so much, it, the show's not going to give it to me. <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah. just like, they're going to take away yo yo or Jo-yo. And Yo-y or JoJo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to take away JoJo, But, um... And I, I didn't even consider that it could be Daisy. And... So, good on the writers for tricking me,
0: yeah, and you know Colson has this scene with Malik where they it's just you know very dramatic scene, and mm-hmm. you know, he he plants a seed where it's it's like he's taking control- he's infecting um and then they do the really cool thing when Colson leaves that meeting, and it's like, okay, is Malik you know playing with my head? is he for real, and right you get that kind of slow mo eerie look where Colson's like looking at everybody and yeah. Everybody's looking back at him. It was just really well done. I mean, it just it was the yeah. episode was just extremely well constructed. It was well mm-hmm. shot. It was well edited. It just, I was just really impressed with how they kind of got you invested in what was going on, which again, I, I hate to keep repeating myself, but could easily have been a, uh, like a trope and, 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 you know, almost like a cliche.
1: Yeah. And, and we've said it before they, they're shield. And I think Marvel in general is really good about, you know, referencing those cliches. I mean, it's a TV show. It's almost impossible not to engage in tropes. So, like, the only way you can kind of make them interesting is by sort of referencing them and then subverting them or yeah. just doing a really good job. Like, obviously, we like it because it's familiar. We understand the structure of this type of episode, but they gave it their own twist and they made it interesting. And they made it relevant to the the characters and the storyline that we've been experiencing this whole season yeah. as well. So it... It didn't feel like, oh, all of a sudden they're doing a traitor episode. It, you know, it it was like a an extension of everything that's been building up, you know, on the show this season. And especially in the past, like, few episodes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I like the bit with Colson and Malik, where Colson says, I've met God's, God's bleed. I thought that, yeah. was, that was cool.
1: That was great. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, the sort of division between the humans and the inhumans, it was a great way to kind of bring up that. Yeah. Yeah discussion again like you know it it's an interesting position and and having daisy be the sort of like connecting point between those two because she's been with shield the longest and you know in her mind was human for a long time and now suddenly she's sort of the leader of this other group and so she's sort of caught in the middle of this you know and that's why you believe when she kind of turns everyone over to to Coulson and yeah
0: end. yeah they of like have well that...
1: she's a shield agent above all
0: yeah that bit where they think they're breaking out and she's and it's funny because I was watching that and I'm like okay if she's really the traitor or she's trying to get them out they're surveilling everybody like how is it possible that they're not seeing what's going on and I'm like she's got to be in on it like they have to be in on it and sure enough that's yeah that's what it was and I was like okay that because that that would have been one of those things where it's like really no right saw that would have been one of the
1: things where it was like oh a terrible trope but they they're like no we don't worry you know like we know what's happening yeah
0: i don't know how they didn't have surveillance on malik when daisy killed him but
1: yeah that uh, yes okay sure I guess yeah, that makes yeah exactly. Are there is there like a room where there's people sitting and watching the cameras all the time? We've never seen that, but well, you would we have saw to Mac, there would be.
0: You know, I guess that was after they got. Ca- well, he was watching yeah. them
1: at one point, and then it, yeah, he's watching them in like Coulson's office. But yeah, you know, there's got to be a team of people that just you know yeah, you like can't, the typical thing. They just sit in a room watching the TVs all the time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas that was more of him just kind of checking in, and it it was also weird because and I guess this wasn't a big deal. But one of the things that makes you think it could be Yo-Yo is he's watching the TV and she keeps like running off. Yes. And he's like, whoa, did yes. I see something? And then he's like, now nah, my eyes must just be playing tricks on me. It's like, no, they're not. You it's know like, what she yeah, can do. Yeah, I didn't
0: understand that at all. I was
1: like, really? You that know? was more of something someone would say if they didn't know about her speed. And she's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my eyes are. Pl-. It's like, no, that you. she's literally doing that. But yeah. Yeah. And he sort of references it later. Like she checked out every inch of this place. But right, it, it was a weird moment because it was like he was suspicious and then he was like. No, I'm. Um, I I don't know. It was just a weird little moment where yeah, it was like I,
0: he. I agree. I I noted yeah. that as well. Um, I, I thought the bit with again, I'm really liking that we're getting back to Fitzsimmons. You know the the bit with that yes. and the Hazmat and they're taking Joe, they're taking Lucio's head apart and yeah, you know the fact that he's still he, he's dead. You know he has no pulse. He has no heartbeat. Um, he but he's still at 98 degrees. So right. Uh, they take his brain apart, and that's when they see, oh, yeah, his brain's been infected.
1: Yeah, there's something in there. Yeah. And I love Fitz just being, like, grossed out <laughs> Yeah, yeah. After everything you see, it's just, ugh. Yeah, And yeah. it was kind of gross. Like, they really got into yeah, it. Yeah, like, I was really, really like, surprised. They I mean, back his head. I was like, ugh.
0: Yeah, they, I mean, they pulled his scalp down. And yeah, pulled and, then the, and then pulled his the skull, like, skull wow. top off. <laughs> I
1: was like, man, they're really getting into it there. Yeah. I guess that's the move to 9 o'clock uh, Eastern. <laughs> exactly. That's what you can do at 9 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, cut someone's skull open <laughs> yeah uh, okay. and then of you know i guess of course you know FitzSimmons simmons finally comes together
0: yeah i thought that was good i mean i, yeah. I again i think there's only so long you could play that out before it just exactly. gets to be like oh here we go again you know it's the ross and rachel thing i guess you know, yeah it's,
1: yeah it's like come and on right and it's never gotten to the point where it's really bothered me me either mainly, yeah mainly just because they've I I imagine their relationship now will be exactly the same. They'll just maybe kiss every once in a while. So it's like, we still got, they've always had this good relationship together and the show's never really, there's been moments where it kind of pushed them apart, but you know, normally with a will, they won't, they it's annoying when they keep like dividing the characters and they can't seem to like agree, but they were already like a couple of sorts. So it's like, they've kind of always, it's never really a will, they won't, they it's just like, They've always kind of been together, so it, it never really bothered me too much just because we we had the interaction of them being a couple and, you know, kind of since the beginning of the show. Yeah. So, but it was nice to, to have them finally just be like, look, this is, you know, this is crazy. Like, let's just, you know, be together. And yeah, then yeah. we got Fitz is great. Yeah. <laughs> Joke about the picture of space. And, yeah. 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 <laughs> We got this big picture of space. <laughs> That's one of my most prized possessions. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was pretty funny.
0: I, I I enjoyed that scene quite a bit. It was a nice. Yeah.
1: It was a nice uh, kind of breather from the rest of the episode. It, exactly. Yeah. Which is good. Like you. You want to have those human moments with mm-hmm. the characters and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, so, so of course, Malik is dead. That little device explodes, which pretty much incinerates him. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Another thing I disappointed in after our discussions last week. Yeah, again, yeah, like we said, makes they kill
0: his Stephanie daughter's they, death. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's even more of a waste because now Malik just dies, and that doesn't even have a good death. He dies off screen, and then we see it in a flashback. Yeah, it, and it's just so like, oh, you're. I mean, I guess the moment is like, oh, it, you know, like Daisy kills him, but it right. It, it, even it being the flashback, I don't know, just something about it just sort of robbed it of its impact. Yeah, yeah. It's not this big we saw moment it happen, where like it was Daisy killed someone. It's just, yeah, I don't know. We kind of already know that. We've already seen it. It's just, yeah, I I, I still think um, the whole thing with Stephanie and Malik, and yeah, I just, it, I, I still think that's kind yeah, that's of a, bit, a weak
0: point. Bit that's of a head of scratcher for me as well. Past few episodes, yeah. Uh, but then when it starts to all come together when, Colson, you know, they, they go through this ruse of trying to escape, they get put in the containment cells. I, I really like the speech with Colson and, and Daisy too, because he's like, he's trying to be heartfelt about it. And right. You know, you'll do better next. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, Daisy, I'm gonna have to disband your team. And it was just like this really kind of one-on-one moment. And she's like, well, we'll do better next time. Yeah. And then she gets out. I thought, I mean, we, you know, we kind of bang on Lincoln on the show quite a bit, but I thought that was a really cool moment between the two of them when she escapes her cell and she goes after him and he's yeah. like, "No, we're not leaving." They're
1: exactly. I think that was the best he's ever. Yeah, been I mean, on he's this like, show.
0: They're on the verge of proving I didn't do this. Like, there's a way that they can prove I'm not who they think I am. So right. I'm not going anywhere. And you know, and then he's like, "Wait a minute," <laughs> and he's like, "What did you do?" And and then he realizes that. Yeah, you, you know, she's she's the one, and it, it's kind of cool because. She tried to convince him to go with her, partly because of their relationship, partly because she knows that that Lincoln has this kind of dark side to him, and and mm-hmm. has a bit of a—I I wouldn't even say maybe—I guess maybe shady past. You know, he's he's done things yeah. in his past that are that are dark, and I think she really thought that she could get him to come, uh, right? And then it's at, during this conversation that we start to fill all of this in that uh, you know Hive came upon Daisy in the Hydra facility and. Mm-hmm. We get the the cool thing, so it's starting to kind of come together as to what hive is doing, so yeah, it, it, it seems like when he wants to kill somebody he's it's almost like he's pulling their essence and everything out of them mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. him, and when he wants to control somebody it's it's the other way right like he's he's <laughs> yeah he's sending some of his essence or some of his whatever into yeah. them yeah
1: and they call it sway, which I think is important because we talked back you know, episodes ago about how he did that to, like, Gaiera and Lucio, and yet we still saw them sort of disgusted when he, like, consumed all those people. So it was like, well, they don't really seem to be, like, like drones, you know? Right, right. They still seem to be themselves, but... And so I guess they sort of explain it, that it's more like, he's not mind-controlling you. Like, he's not... You're not him in another body. You're just... But you... it's like you you share his
0: motivation,
1: right? Yeah. I think that's good. You're still you, but you, but your goal, your ultimate goal now is to do what he wants to do. Right. But you can still act like you along the way. So you might not like the methods, but you'll do it. You'll, you won't question the ultimate goal of what he's doing. So, which makes sense, which is why he's, you know, it's not like hive is trying to get Lincoln. Daisy's trying to get Lincoln.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: um and and that'll be interesting in the i mean obviously we've got a weird perverted version of sky ward now yeah uh, yeah so and it's funny because ward be even calls her sky see. yes yeah he that
0: says was, sky is coming or something like that and, and he doesn't yeah, call her daisy
1: that was a little which which makes sense because ward really only ever knew her as sky right right so it makes sense you know it's sort of like the few episodes ago, Colson called her sky yeah. again. And it's like, that's just how, you know, those are the two people that just really know her as that. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, we've gotten kind of used to her being Daisy. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it'll be, I don't know. It'll be interesting. To, I, I I'm interested, I'm interested with where they're going, but I also am a little like cautious about like it being like a weird ward sky thing yeah this could go 2.0 or something so this could go sideways uh if they're not very careful (laughs) yeah and yeah the the sort of him mind controlling her into loving it it could be all sorts of weird creepy yeah problematic things but we'll we'll see i I guess i want to have faith in the writers with what they've done so far um even though you know i always sort of hate when a character I like is, is sort of mind controlled in any form. That's always like my biggest pet peeve on TV shows. Cause it's just like, it just leads to, you know, inevitably she's going to wake up and be like, I killed Malik. I did all these right, terrible things. Right. And then it's like, we've got to spend a whole season dealing with that when it's just like, it's just kind of a weird thing that only exists in TV, you know. Yeah. There's, there's no version of that in real life where, oh, one of your friends got mind controlled and like killed a bunch of people, and but it wasn't their fault, but they've got to live with it, you know? It's like
0: yeah. The only positive with that is I, I, I don't. I could see them easily not having to write her as this tortured character. I'm I'm assuming she comes back from all this, and they don't they don't write yeah, her of off course. the show, um, th- because she killed Malik. It's like okay, Malik ordered. You know, Rosalind to be killed. He's done all these right. horrible things, you know. So
1: and that would be a trope subversion too. If they were like, you know what? I wouldn't maybe I'm, have killed him, but I'm glad his ass, not, ass is dead. <laughs> right. I would not mind. I would not mind if we could save a whole season of of, you know, like, I can't believe I killed Malik and I didn't mean to, and everyone's like, It wasn't your phone, she's like, but it is my fault. You know, yeah, or yeah, yeah. or yeah. if she just this is something that I don't think I've ever seen, but the person wake up from the control and just be like Yeah, it sucked. But I mean, maybe Hawkeye a little bit. And after Loki controlled him and, you know, I think he asked Natasha, like, how many people I killed or something. And she's like, it wasn't you. Like, you don't want to know. And I I like that. They never really went into it again. It's like you got a job to do. Move on. Yeah, he feels bad about it. But it's it's an it's an adult enough thing to be like, look, you everybody knows that that wasn't you. Like, you literally had no control of it. So let's not even like go down that road. And I I hope they they treat it like that because it's like yeah it's not your fault you know what I mean like yeah, but yeah yeah you know, I we'll see but that that's my only like trepidation about this but you know I'm I'm gonna have faith in the writers that that they're gonna keep it you know interesting and so agreed
0: and then Daisy wreaks havoc on the base before she leaves I thought yeah, that was really well wow. done I think it yeah. was just just the way she went about it, just kind of amping up her powers and just,
1: yeah, she's pretty strong. I mean, I gotta say like, it's another one of those things where it's hard for the movies to ignore the show because between her, yo-yo Lincoln, Joey, they're pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And they've only just begun to understand their powers. I mean, all of them have only had them for, you know, a few months up to a few years, maybe with Lincoln, you know? So It's yeah, it's pretty the, the type of things they could do. I mean, we don't we don't really have anybody else in the current MCU. that can do I guess Thor can kind of do what Lincoln can do. But, you know, the the sort of Magneto powers obviously are, are sort of infinite in the comics. So, yeah, yeah, here's Joey, this unassuming guy who can essentially kind of do that. And then Daisy's powers. I mean, it's not just like creating little earthquakes or something. If no, she can, can control like, yeah. yeah, I mean, and if she's more you know, the stronger she gets at that. I mean, that's a that's a pretty incredible power set. So, yeah, I, yep, yep. it's it's interesting to watch watch them grow like that. So,
0: yeah, and of course, the tag at the end I thought was pretty cool, where gaiera comes in and is like, yeah, yeah, Malik had a bunch of money, and and I <laughs> was weird... like, okay, <laughs> whatever, you know. And and he's like, well, how much money was it? And he's like, 960 million. And he's like, okay, let's spend it. Yeah, was
1: it was like... weird. He's like, he's got money. He's like, I don't care. And he's like, well, he's got money. And he's like, okay, let's spend it. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> they kind of like said it twice. And then it was like, all right.
0: It's like, there's money and there's
1: money. <laughs> right. And it was just like, uh, okay, what, is, what does that mean? Are we getting like a shopping spree next week or something? Yeah, my guess. All the is... Hydra goons go to the mall.
0: Well, the cool thing was part of what Daisy took was not just the artifact, but she took a a bunch of the crystals. She so- sure
1: did, which uh, I'm having a hard time like feeling this is the first time I think we've seen that they've got a bunch of those Terrigen crystals all season. I mean, Lincoln had the one last week, but I don't. I don't know if they've really referenced the fact that they've got like a whole crate full of them.
0: well, when he he opened the case and there was a bunch well, in there.
1: right. besides yeah. this episode, I mean, oh I, I don't think any other episode this season has referenced the fact that they've still got a bunch of these. i I can't remember, but but I don't know why it's that dramatic because isn't there the Territon's everywhere already, right? I mean, it's in the food supply and...
0: I guess. I don't know. Maybe what they're thinking is they've managed to do a recall on the fish oil at this point.
1: Yeah. And... They never... They kind of dropped that. We don't really yeah. know what happened with the outbreak. It's like, it was a thing, and then it's like, is it over? Are people still randomly turning? Yeah, we never... Because in the first few episodes, they're like, oh, this is going to be a global thing. They showed, They show this map where like the contagion goes all over the world, but then... And, and we know Inhumans are like popping up all over the world, but we don't really know what the Sort of like um, contagion version of it is, and so that's why it's like, well, why are these maybe, crystals that big of a deal?
0: Maybe delayed reaction comes into play because it, it seems like some of them took it, and it took a while for them to go in the cocoon, and then some of them, when they come out, they're not fully converted. So maybe if they had concentrated <laughs> right, dose maybe. and not just you know a little tiny bit in a an in official a tablet, that right, it would it would affect a more complete, more rapid transformation yeah. into being in a human? I, I mean, and, that's just a And gas, you know, but... I,
1: I guess also the crystals have the ability to kill humans still. So maybe is it it's the crystals
0: more... or is it the metal?
1: But the crystals have, because they said they grew the crystals out of... That was like the point. Like, the crystals have the metal built into them. Because it was the crystal that broke that made Coulson's hand start to deteriorate. It was a crystal that killed um... um Edward James, almost. I can't.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, See, but I thought it was just the metal that did it because that was it, the whole thing. Like the
1: it the... is, but it's in the what they what um, Ying said was when they they ran out of like the original crystals, like that Daisy got, you know, that Daisy and like Raina were uh-huh, exposed uh-huh. to, and so to grow new ones, they had to like when they grew them, it somehow incorporated the metal into them, uh-huh. and so that's why they're like blue crystals, but they sort of have like a thing like running through them huh because it was it was just one of those same crystals that like dropped and like made colson's hand you know start to deteriorate often yeah um well yeah but it's weird because it's not in the water
0: it's it's not like if a normal human takes is taking the fish oil they're not dying
1: well no because they made a point i think at the beginning of the season that in the water as it dispersed in the water wow. the metal and the crystal separated so like the metal sank to okay. the bottom and then the the terigen went into the right supply. right so that's that's what happens so okay the crystals the crystals that they have are like like synthetic crystals almost
0: oh okay so they All can right.
1: kill regular. so they're not like the pure ones like in the underground city
0: okay okay okay
1: yeah so that, that they're like half obelisk half crystal
0: gotcha okay that makes sense. yeah yeah yeah
1: um again yeah it's it's sort of confusing but but um because those are the same crystals that Ying and them were going to release in the ventilation system of the the helicarrier back right. in the finale. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was going to kill all the humans and turn everyone else. So I think we could assume that if Hive has a bunch of those, then he could rig a similar thing where he, he does another inhuman bomb, another Terrigen bomb. But this one also kills humans and, like you said, is more potent. Yeah. You know, for inhumans. So I, I don't know, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. But I, I did think it, it doesn't seem that dramatic, but the artifact thing seems really interesting. You know what that might yeah. reveal. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Cool. Well, I, I, again, I thought this was a very strong episode, just story wise. I thought it it was good at subverting tropes. I thought it was mm-hmm. just well constructed, well edited. I, I th- you know, the, again, highlight for the series in, in my book, and it's just a shame that. I agree. The show's not doing better than it is, but
1: I, it really, it really is. I, I, I don't know if it's one of those things that eventually people go back and realize how good it was, or.
0: But but you know everything I, I don't know, is but everything is down. Like I was looking at the ratings. I was I was at TV by the numbers, and you know Flash is down to like a one point one. Yeah. Supergirls
1: like, down. Supergirls yeah, it down. Was like, Everything's you know, down huge at one point. You know, yeah.
0: I think the highest rated show that night was like. I don't know. It was like a 1.8 or a two or something like that. Like everything just in general is down. And I think, yeah, I I think it's just, there's a new, uh, you know, there's, there's a new normal when it comes to television ratings. And it's just, I I think it'll be interesting to see how in the next, I'd say five to 10 years, how this
1: evolves. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, a lot of people are watching it on, you know, watch stuff on Hulu or, or, you know, watch it, in an illegal way, I yeah. would say I w- I'd be willing to bet there's at least a third of the people who watch S.H.I.E.L.D. probably watch it you know, illegally quote unquote. You yeah,
0: know. or they just binge it or you
1: know, it's, right, it's some just... way that it, it's not incorporated yeah, into yeah. The, the numbers like there's still people watching it and talking about it and enjoying it, but they're not it's not checking any box for the network. Yeah, so and yeah, it's it, it's a tough thing to to judge but obviously networks more and more they judge parameters like even social media interaction and stuff Yeah. so when people yeah. are like talking about a show a lot on, on Twitter that means a lot you know more than them necessarily tuning in straight from ABC or whatever. So Yeah
0: I've, I've gone on rants on the show before but I really think advertisers need to clue into online as, as a viable option and channel as a way to target people, et cetera.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree.
0: But yeah, anyway, I, I, I just think, you know, it, it's changing and more people are watching online. More people are watching mm-hmm. on different devices. And I, I personally yeah. think there's a greater opportunity for advertisers to target, you know, because they look at that 18 to 49 demographic and, and it's just so broad. And if you know, the person watching your show at that time is into, you know, video games or, Crafting, or you know, My Little Pony, or you know, whatever it is, it's it's just an opportunity, I think, to target advertising. So you know, maybe yeah. you know the and and it's much more unlimited, right? I mean, if you if you're you know when you're watching network television at eight a at eight p.m., there's a finite number of slots that you can
1: right. you can book exactly.
0: And so when you when you look at online, yes, it's it's kind of infinite inventory, and it may. It may lower the cost per advertiser, but if you can bring a wider array of advertisers in, you know, it's a way to kind of make up your revenue. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm I, I'm very fascinated with uh, no I with how I that's going to shift over the next, like I said, five to ten years.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to watch, and and I think Netflix is is obviously you know playing a huge role in that. Sure, sure, and and you know hulu and amazon and stuff to a degree but I, you know i think netflix is is definitely leading the charge yeah especially yeah. because they're creating content that's like considered as critically you know important and stuff as the best shows on network television so it you know yeah. proves that you know you can make this other model work
0: indeed all right uh so we're gonna do since since we're finally back to kind of a normal schedule not a lot of news only one episode of tv uh, we got a bunch of feedback that's piled up. Um, I've got some stuff across the a couple social media platforms that we can discuss. Matthew's mm-hmm. got a couple items uh, from the forum over at MCUExchange.com, uh, so I'll, we, we'll talk a little bit about that. I, on the Facebook, I've been on the on the page. I've been kind of posting up videos and stuff as it comes along. So I, I put up the that little uh, segment we talked about earlier from Civil War because I thought mm-hmm. it was just kind of cool for people to look at, and you you could look at it or not look at it as you. As you uh, uh, as you wish, but I thought that was cool enough to put up there, um, and so I got a lot of a lot of traction with that. Uh, the other thing I put up there, uh, and this was really funny. This is not, no spoilers with anything, but it's a video that Robert Downey Jr. put out on his page of. It shows him coming up, uh, eating a donut, and then Chris Evans, <laughs> it, it comes up, and they kind of have this standoff because. Robert ate the last red, white, and blue donut, (laughs) and it's really funny because it's the two of them standing off, and it's Elizabeth Olsen in the background, and she's eating another donut (laughs) and she's watching them, and uh, and the two of them kind of kind of just have this very uh, low key conversation, and right when it looks like it's gonna get more tense, she just drops her donut and starts screaming, and then (laughs) it cuts. It was just I don't know, it was just it was really silly, but it was it just it just made me laugh. So I, I. I put that up there and I, there's a lot of people that liked it and shared it and, and, you know, tagged other people and stuff. So I just thought it was really funny.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, Robert Frost put up a, a post on there uh, and I just thought this was funny. Again, another, uh, it was an image that said Civil War reenactors and it was uh, two people at a, you know, out on the street or whatever. And it was somebody dressed up like Iron Man, Captain America and <laughs> Spider-Man. So I, th- I thought that was a funny <laughs> little good. cartoon. Yeah, uh, That was up there. Um, but Robert, he put up, a a couple posts on the, on the Facebook page, uh, that, and had some stuff to talk about that. I thought maybe we'd, uh, we'd discuss a little bit. Yeah. Um, on the daredevil stuff, he said, uh, he, he was asking about that unnamed detective, uh, from, from the first episode. And we talked about this when we talked about daredevil. Um, he said, he asked if he looked a lot like Clemens and I didn't. I'm trying to think back. I didn't think that he looked a lot like Clemens, but. No, I didn't either. But uh, to be honest I with mean, you, he I he was didn't, an older
1: black guy, but. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. He was
0: a cop. I, I didn't really focus on it either because I was trying to think back in my brain. I was like, did, what it did, like, I, I, I couldn't even recall. So.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely wasn't Clemens. I don't know yeah, if that's
0: what he was saying. Because chronologically, it's pretty clear that this takes place after. Uh, yeah, After definitely. Jesse
1: Jones. Definitely. And, and I think I had even said something that I thought the line about Clemens was from him, but, and you said it was from Mahoney and, and it was from Mahoney. Yeah, yeah. I realized, so I just totally misremembered it, but yeah, he, that, that was a weird thing. Cause like he comes in and it's like the first cop detective we meet in the new season and he's like cussing up a storm. Yeah, Like he, yeah. he really hates, you know, the, his job, not maybe not his job, but just how messed up it is. You know, he's surrounded by all these bodies and stuff and And so I was like, oh, he's going to be the you know the colorful language cop that we you know see all season. Who like he's had enough of this, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, all this craziness. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But we never saw him again, so it was a little weird. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was like kind of a booming presence to just like never introduce again. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, But then he mentions you know stuff they talk about polyethylene fabric, and uh, Robert kind of talked about you know it was good research on the writing team because that is kind of the cutting edge in body armor and. Oh cool. Uh, you know, having people in what he, he described as teenage mutant ninja turtle looking body armor uh you know, is doesn't doesn't make for exciting action and, and things like that.
1: Right. You you've got to split the difference a little and, yeah. and have a little suspension of disbelief that like, okay, they've gotta have some sort of armor to make it kind of believable, but you know <clears throat> I mean it's just like Yeah, I mean and I think in the MCU they're they're even more armored up than than, you know, like in the CW shows where Yeah. They basically just have kind of like you right, know Oliver dear. Queen's got like some leather, like they don't even bother to call it armor. Yeah, it just, yeah. I mean, I guess they sometimes say it's like Kevlar or something, but yeah, it's it's much less um like padded and bulky than Daredevils, but but yeah, they can't have him too bulked up because his whole thing is like his agility and stuff. So right, right.
0: That was cool. And then he uh, he about Luke Cage. He said, D- you know, do we think that we'll see any symptoms of that? in the Luke Cage show, you know, that the, the shotgun blast to his
1: head. Um, oh, I don't, yeah, I, I, am really curious to see how much they even reference Jessica Jones, like the, the things that happened. Um, cause it, it does seem like it would be hard to ignore it. Yeah. And I guess with not,
0: Claire having a fairly decent presence on that show, right. You know, that may be the callback to it. But. Right.
1: But then you get into the territory of like confusing new, viewers in a sense, because yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of new territory. Like, the other shows have, ref, you know, Daredevil referenced Jessica Jones, and maybe there was a tiny character here and there, but, you know, with Hogarth and the DA and stuff. Right, but right. but this is the first example of, I mean, Luke Cage was a, you know, a se- if not a main character, a secondary character throughout Jessica Jones. I mean, a yeah. lot of stuff happened to him. And, and the only stuff that we've seen of him in the MCU, I mean, this is all we know of him so far. So right. it does seem like, especially with Claire also being involved in Luke Cage, it does seem like it would be hard to not reference like this person, you know, with, he was with Jessica Jones. He got a shotgun blast to the face. He was mind controlled. Like that's a lot of pretty significant events in someone's life. Um, that presumably happened a few weeks ago, a few months ago, you know, by the time we see the show, not, you know, maybe a year ago, but still, um, I, I don't know how they'll ignore that, but I've just got this sneak, sneaking suspicion that they kind of will. Yeah. But they won't really reference it that much, which eh, I don't know. He, or he might just say, you know, uh, I, you know, there was something happened, you know, there was an incident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and we'll get another incident or something. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh,
0: and then he, he talked a little bit about parting shot. Uh, he said the episode was really great. Uh, and it, it, he said at great. first note, he thought he was like, yeah, this is really great. And then he kind of said he let it sit in for a while. And then said, you know, I think in retrospect it was it was a it was a good episode that had a really great ending. Yeah. I agree. And then he said, part of that was he felt that it was real for the actors as well as the characters. You know, mm-hmm. these you know these two characters were leaving the show, and so it's it's yeah. it's not just you know the the characters departing you know for something; it's the actors as well. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: it's a it's an emotional thing. They spend a lot of time together. Yeah, you know, when you yeah. make a TV show, that's like your whole life. So. Yeah, I mean I um I I agree. I think it was a solid episode. You know, like, you know, it was good and then it had a phenomenal ending. You know, I wouldn't call the episode one of the best episodes, but it will obviously be remembered more than many other episodes because of that ending, you know. Yeah, yeah. You might forget the the shadow guy and the Russian politics and stuff, but you'll you'll remember, you know, Mac tearing up and Yeah. everyone raising a shot and yeah, <laughs> all yeah. that, so
0: uh, and then he, he talked a little bit more ab- about their departure and what the show is and you know he kind of talks about uh, you know Shield's supposed to be ordinary prote- people protecting the extraordinary and with mac and or with um with link with uh with hunter, uh, hunter and, bobby. and bobby leaving uh, and the focus on them he says i realize this may won't be a popular opinion but i think the show should have had sky Daisy slash Quake exit the show with Lincoln and Joey and Yo-Yo to start Secret Warriors and get S.H.I.E.L.D. back to what it started out to be.
1: I agree. And that was something I said, I think, last year. Yeah. That I wish the spinoff was Secret Warriors and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was, you know, whatever they're going to try and make most wanted into. I mean, it makes more sense from... It makes more sense on a lot of levels, um, but mainly just the names, you know? I mean, Secret Warriors is a better title than most wanted and agents of shield is, you know, people who are secret agents. So yeah, while I think it makes sense at the same time, like I don't think a show has to be beholden to what it starts out as. And I still think the MO is similar just because they have extraordinary people on their team. Doesn't mean that they can't still sort of protect ordinary people. And I I guess you could argue that they were supposed to be the regular people in the middle of like this fantastical world but I almost feel that was more of the pitch like for the network almost or for like general audiences to be like, it's not gonna be too superhero you don't worry. Cause I mean Arrow sort of did a similar thing. It was like really grounded, like, don't yeah. worry, this is yeah, this is gonna be really gritty and grounded, and then they got into the more fantastical stuff once they got comfortable with it. Um, so I think, you know, if you read the comics, there I don't I've never seen Shield to be ordinary people helping the extraordinary. <laughs> I mean they're right they're they're led by a guy who's basically immortal yeah. and they've got all sorts of people on their team who are super powered and they fly around they they, they have a flying aircraft carrier as their base. I mean there's nothing ordinary about them. So I, I I really think that was almost just like a marketing advertising thing when they pitched the show that way. Yeah. And I think I, I think that the version that we see now is fine. And again, like we said, we keep getting all these great spy elements in the show and and yes, we lost Bobby and Hunter, but we still have Fitz and Simmons and Mac and May and Colson. Mm-hmm. Those are yeah. all regular, you know, human characters um, to do, you know, spy stuff. And so, yeah, I'm not it doesn't it doesn't bother me that they've included the superpowers and stuff. And I think it's it's made the show more interesting and more rich and and let it be its own. Let it be its own thing instead of just being, hey, we're the normal people. And then the Avengers and the movies are the cool stuff and we can reference them, but, you know, it, like, gives them their own cool stuff yeah. that they can, like, play around with without needing to, like, reference the movies and stuff as much, so.
0: Agreed. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't really have a strong opinion, honestly, one way or the other. I think a lot of this is just going to depend on what Most Wanted turns out to be. And Yeah, I mean, know, we'll if, see. If Most Wanted turns out to be this, you know, huge hit or more successful, then I think, you know, we'll that'll just kind of play out as it is so
1: Mm -hmm. and and we could there's nothing saying we still won't get a secret warrior spinoff sure sure i mean if it gets to the point where there's a ton of those characters i think that's a totally viable thing for that to be spun off into its own show especially if the inhumans movie is questionable yeah you know so exactly i I could i could see that happening because even if they all left the show you'd still have a lot of great actors and characters on agents of shield and yeah, so it, it, I think it's still a possibility. but
0: uh, Christian commented, uh, as far as Daredevil goes, that the Kingpin was withholding Melvin's medicine in Season 1, so that was kind of another motivating factor for him as to
1: why he, oh. he did what he did. And I was
0: like, oh yeah, Interesting. that's right.
1: Yeah. yeah, they sort of drop. It, it's something we sort of were talking about this behind the scenes at MCU Exchange, and trying to decide, and maybe we talked about this on the podcast, but they sort of you know, Melvin seemed like he was sort of on the autism spectrum in the first season. And I think that medicine maybe plays into it a little more. Oh yeah. Like like there was something, just the way he acts. I mean, maybe not that, but there was just something childlike about him, you know, and and a little off, like developmentally off. Right. And then the idea that he's also got some sort of medication. And then there was a question of, he seems much less like that this season. And, um, Again, they of course leave it to us to fill in the blanks instead of actually addressing it on the show. But m- maybe that's an explanation that he's just now on his meds, whereas yeah. Kingpin was like keeping it from him, so he he just had a lot more mood swings or or developmental issues. And now that he's on his meds, he's a little more regulated, and that's why he seemed a little more normal. But he had a you know he still had an occasional outburst yeah. uh, this season. Yeah, but yeah, they never really addressed that, and I think it was more just they didn't know what to do with the character, and then he got more screen time this season, so they kind of changed him a little bit, but yeah, I guess the meds thing is kind of a, a way for us to explain that.
0: Sure. Sure. Uh, Russell Fur commented on cloak and dagger. He said he'd rather have a Netflix, a Netflix, a Netflix <laughs> version. Uh, but he would take, take it as it is. So I
1: yeah, like, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I'd rather have a Netflix version than ABC versions of things, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's just the way I am. I I think that uh, something like Netflix enables you to do much more interesting stories than something where you have to like break for commercials and appear and like appeal yeah. to the majority oh. of Americans. Um, but that being said, Freeform doesn't necessarily obviously it has the advertisers thing, but you know we've talked about its demographics, so it's it's interesting. It doesn't have to appeal to a broad range of people. So, right. Right. It doesn't box them in as much, and obviously, yes, Netflix would be better. They're going to have a higher budget. It's going to be, you know, they're probably going to have a lot better talent involved. You know, nothing against Freeform, but you know, it's just sure. a fact. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I'd rather it be on Freeform than not exist at all. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, and I think that's what do. that's that was his
0: his point as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I agree.
0: Uh, um. And then Robert again was asking about Guy landing the plane, and it was like, how did he land the plane? Because he couldn't see where he was going. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's just suspension
1: of disbelief. Uh, For whatever reason, we just got to kind of take that as it is. Yeah, and they've also never really touched on exactly what Guy powers are. It's like he can control objects, but it's like they're trying to not say he's telekinetic.
0: (laughs) Right, right.
1: Because at first he was only controlling guns, so it was like, well, does he have, like, magneto powers? And then... It's like, well, you can, it's like, but we never see him like push people or anything.
0: Right, right.
1: But so they've sort of said it has to somehow be like an inanimate object, but that doesn't really make any sense. So they've, they've been pretty vague on him, on his, on his powers. So I, yeah, I don't really know what he can control or what he can do. And I don't know. It's just like, he can kind of move things, but not people for some reason. (laughs) Like, why couldn't he like, pull your, your shirt off and choke you with it or something. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, but yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll see. Uh, and the last, I got some some Twitter stuff. Uh, I got a response on Twitter that somebody's uh, appreciative of the timestamps that we've been putting on the episodes. So,
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Good to know that the, the extra work is not
1: uh,
0: in vain. So uh, that's something we'll continue to do as we, uh, you know, kind of have clear segments to the show. I'll, I'll continue to Unless I forget, uh, I will uh, I will I will make sure I, I do that in the editing process. So that way, folks know when we talk about certain stuff, you know, in case mm-hmm. they haven't caught up on the last episode of the
1: show or. Yeah, you could skip something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, you know, again, they don't want to hear us blab on about something. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you're like, man. But no one. Nobody's nobody's like that. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. <laughs> uh, we'll try and be uh, spoiler sensitive. I'll put it that way. Um, and then, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of call out was, uh, Mary Kirk, uh, who's kind of a follower of us on Twitter, listener of the show for a long time. Um, and usually when there's live tweeting going on, there'll be some interaction there. Uh, she predicted that the Dr. Strange trailer a while back would drop on the week of 4.19. Uh, and she was only off by exactly one week because it dropped 4.12 on, on Kimmel. So, Mm. Uh, I thought it was. I, my response to her at the time was, I thought it was going to be the week of Civil War that I thought they were going to put it, attach it to the Civil War trailer or movie, so that they would just, you know, usually those things leak online a couple days before that that hits out. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah,
1: kudos to her. Yeah, I, I I thought so too. I was surprised it was this early. Uh,
0: so that's all I had, kind of on the back uh, back pile of the feedback, Matthew. I know you had some stuff from the forums.
1: Yeah. So. Um this is kind of a newer thing, but when we made the new version of MCU Exchange, uh, I guess maybe a month ago or something, two months ago, we added a forum section. So, this is just, you know, there's all sorts of threads, but it's basically just a place where you can talk about all the news, all the, you know, theories for movies and TV shows and all that stuff. So, you know, if you just go to mcuexchange.com up at the top, it's just one of the tabs, forums, and you can go in and you can start a thread or hop in two other ones and we didn't actually have a it's all connected thread and and mason cooper created one um and he's left a few comments on here so we wanted to to kind of uh just bring up a couple of them um and yeah you should go into the forums and and add in your thoughts for the for the podcast and we'll try and address them on the show along with the other feedback but he briefly asked about we had mentioned that we could foresee multiple mcu shows being on freeform now the cloak and dagger is there um and he was wondering what we envision some of those shows to be um and so i mean i don't know if i've said this already but i think things like young avengers and runaways and power Pack are are some safe bets yeah just more more sort of teen focused um shows i
0: maybe the uh Kamala Khan Ms. Marvel, that might be a good yeah, fit.
1: I see that's I see that as a possibility, but I, I really hope that isn't. Out of all the things, like that's the one I want to be given the most, like um again, nothing against freeform, but just uh, you know, like the, the I want to have the best crew and writers and, and cast and so I mean ABC would be good, but I mean I'd I'd love for that to be Netflix even, but we'll see, you know. I don't think they'd
0: have the budget for it, but even like, uh, the, the new Nova, uh,
1: yeah, that, um, that could work. Yeah.
0: But that would, that might
1: be a budget. Yeah. That's going to be tough. A tough
0: thing with budget
1: going into space and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, And that's where it gets tricky. And, and I would say that's where stuff like runaways is a good fit because it Mm -hmm. doesn't, obviously it connects at times to the larger, you know, Marvel universe, but it's sort of its own thing. Like all the all the kids are descendant of villains that were just made up for Runaway. You know, it's all very insular, so you wouldn't really right. need to connect it to the bigger stuff. Um, there
0: was a there was another I think it was Warren Ellis that did Next Wave Agents of Hate. That was yes, kind of that, like a like there. a irreverent take on uh, right. superhero stuff.
1: Yeah, and I, I guess Young Avengers maybe would be hard. Yeah, a little harder because there's connections, um, and it's a little. I don't want to say it's darker, but I feel like it's a little more, even though it's very sort of like teen centric, I feel like it almost needs like, um, it needs less shackles than they would have on like free form. Yeah. It, but, it almost,
0: it almost me, it almost would be that they, it would just be in name only kind of thing that the characters they would bring in, even if they had similar analogs to the, yeah. to the main Avengers would have no connection to kind of their comic counterparts because it's, yeah, it's it a I little
1: think, funky. Yeah. And they're going to save someone like Kate Bishop for the movies. Um, yeah. I'm pretty confident. Like, yeah. she'll take over as Hawkeye eventually in the films, I think.
0: Yeah, it gets a little tough with, like, yeah. Wanda's kid. Like, um, Yeah, yeah. You know, because um, uh, Wiccan and... Uh, yeah,
1: which is too... I mean, I would love to see those characters in the MCU. Yeah. But um, Avengers Academy is another good option. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You get the name you can throw in there, but there's obviously in the comic, there's some Avengers that are like teachers, but that would not be difficult. You could get one of the lower tier people from the movies to appear or just create a new one. I mean, I don't think you can really do Tigger because that's a that's a weird one, even in the comics in terms of like her costuming. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But still, you know, you could all of those characters are not they're all small time characters that were made up for you know, the Avengers Academy comics. So you could easily have all of them. And yeah, I, I think that, I think that's another good one, but runaways is sort of my top pick just cause that's been talked about for a long yeah, time. Yeah, That's,
0: that's kind of easy, low hanging fruit yeah. for sure. And it
1: fits in with the theme of cloak and dagger in a way anyway, cause they're kind of runaways. So, um, they, they could easily interact in, you know, the free form universe. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, And then let's see, the other thing, I want to bring this up because he says he doesn't think that we'll mention it on the podcast, so we are going to. Aha! Um, He thinks that much like we didn't get a Guardians of the Galaxy crossover, he doesn't see us getting a crossover with uh, Doctor Strange, or he thinks next season we won't get any crossovers because in the fall it'll be Doctor Strange, and in the spring it'll be the second Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, And he thinks that those are... I guess, you know, so far removed um, from everything. And he also says that even though he liked the Ultron tie-in, he thought it kind of ruined the momentum a little bit last season. So he, I guess he likes the idea of there not being any tie-ins to sort of slow things down. And considering they're Doctor Strange and Guardians 2, it, you know, it's, it's easy to not do a tie-in.
0: Yeah, the, like, only, the only thing I'm curious about is maybe, kind of like we did with Thor The Dark World, uh, we see, we've seen from some of the filming of Doctor Strange that there looks to be some sort of fight going on in New York. That maybe exactly as a result of that, we'll get some episode where they kind of show up on the scene after all the you know after the, the dust has settled and or make some yeah. offhanded remark about it. You know, like oh, you know that crazy yeah. guy in New York or I, something.
1: I, I don't know. I, I it, it's tough because they've obviously the show's changed a lot since that tie-in, the Thor one. Yeah. Um. So it's sort of hard to tell. I mean, they didn't really have an Ant-Man tie-in, but that didn't come out why the sh- while the show was running. They right. didn't reference it, though. So yeah, I could see yeah. them referencing it, Doctor Strange. I think it's a safe bet that there will be no Guardians tie-in. Yeah, um, yeah. But I could definitely see them making some allusion, some reference to Doctor Strange, whether it'll tie in. The only reason I'd say that it might is because... The like Kevin Feige and a bunch of other people have said that the dark force dimension, which um, we've seen dark force twice now in agents of shield, and it was obviously a big thing in agent Carter season two, Um, it was zero matter there. But, you know, the whole thing with dark force and that other dimension, all that will play into Dr. Strange. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only way that I could see a tie in is we've seen two bad guys on agents of shield that can control uh, dark force, one of them's dead. But the other one is, I think, still alive, Blackout. Yeah, he, yeah. So, well,
0: technically, uh, isn't uh, Graviton still out there
1: somewhere? That's true, and we yeah. thought that there's some sort of connection between that and the maybe, Dark Force. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And, well, as far as we know, Whitney Frost could still be alive. Sure, sure. I mean, we don't know that any of the characters from Agent Carter are dead um, in the present day. So, yeah, I, I think we could almost see, like, a sort of... Agent Carter slash Doctor Strange tie-in episode. I think, I think out of all the things, that would almost if they use the Dark Force, it would almost make sense because they've been there's a precedent for years with that on the show. Yeah. Um. So that's the only way I think it might tie in. Other than that, I think it will just be a reference to like, hey, those crazy uh, magicians in New York. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Something like that. (laughs) Now we have to add magic to this equation, Right. right?
1: Um. And then I think he says one. More thing. I mean, he kind of he left a few comments, just saying he was also surprised about Stephanie being killed off. Um, Though somebody in in the review I wrote made a good point. They said that she was wearing a white sweater the entire time, while all the other Hive people were wearing uh, dark clothes.
0: Oh, So it almost
1: references the White Stone, and I I did not pick up on that (laughs) at all. But but uh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Um, and then he says um let's see kudos to marvel for keeping joey on as a gay character um looking forward to seeing them deal with him you know killing someone we talked about that sure you know i definitely think obviously yo yo and joey are going to be back
0: yeah um
1: so it'll be interesting to see how all that plays in and then oh and then his final thing is he thinks that hive will be on the quinjet up in space Mm. That we've been seeing flashes too. So, and he reasons that that's how they'll get rid of him. Yeah, maybe uh, is by sending him up there. So, yeah, I <clears throat> it's it's interesting thought. I, I I'm not sure that I see that happening, but just because I guess it takes away the reveal of like a character we know getting killed. Um, but that could be the the sort of switch is it's not one of the agents we know. But I don't know. I'm more of the mind that we'll see someone we know die.
0: I think <clears throat> I think so
1: yeah. like one of the people we like like an agent you know not yeah not a ward hive
0: yeah I agree with that but
1: I really have no theories on that as to who's on the ship I, I just I don't really know where they're gonna go with that yeah I don't, I don't either yeah but yeah that's uh so that's that's all uh, thanks to Mason Cooper on the forums and yeah just uh, hop on those and chat about stuff and we'll try and chime in on the forums and then if there's any you know, really good points or questions or something, then we'll try and bring them up on the show along with the other. Uh, you know, it's all connected. Facebook, Twitter, feedback.
0: Yeah, I will. Uh, I will try and make an effort to be more active on the on the forum. So if if folks are interested in interacting that way as opposed to Facebook or Twitter, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, like Matthew said, just head over to mcuexchange.com dot and um, and head over to the forum, and we'll we'll do that. Uh, we're trying. To, I'm trying to coordinate a time when we can get Mason on the show. Uh, He's, he's across the pond, as it were. And we've, we've tweeted back and forth many times. (laughs) Uh, oh, the
1: same Mason that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. His
0: Twitter handle is different, but yeah, we'll uh, we're trying to, we'll I, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, okay. Uh, lately, honestly, uh, our recording times have been kind of impromptu. Uh, so. Um,
1: yeah. Thanks for bearing with us, everybody. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So just between schedules and stuff like that. So it's just been like, uh, hey, can you record in ten minutes? It's like, yeah, sure, that's fine. And then we just kind of do it. So. Uh, it's it's not as, as planned out as, uh, as we'd like. So uh, hopefully, again, like we said, we'll get back on a normal schedule and we can kind of uh, kind of make that work. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, head on over to mcuexchange.com. Again, for more news than we've you know discussed here on the show and uh, feature articles and uh, all kinds of good stuff, video, head over to, to the YouTube channel for MCU Exchange to see all the, the great videos that they're putting up as well as the MCU Exchange show. Uh, That posts up uh, typically every Friday. Um, And then you can head over to the Facebook page uh, for our show. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Um, And uh, you can head over to HHWLOD.com and check out all the other shows that I do there as well. Um, I've mentioned them before, so I won't be labor all that uh, point here. And the Taylor Network of Podcasts where I'm uh, on a new podcast uh, called Gotham by Geeks where we talk a lot of Batman uh, so that's that's been a lot of fun. Um, Star Trek 50th anniversary is coming up, so over at HHWLED we'll be doing a bunch of kind of spotlight episodes on the different uh, incarnations of Star Trek over the last 50 years. So that's been uh, fun. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, and that's about it, Matthew. Do you have anything else to?
1: No. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, yeah. Check out the site. Check out the YouTube. I, that's that's where I do things. So yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, until next week, uh, you've been listening to It's All Connected.